well met fellow adventurers. I am now finally going to enter Fogbore Forest, which is the, by a wide margin the biggest explorable area in the game. And that's just the main bit, I mean, it's, it's, there's several huge crests that lead off it, and what is quite possibly, what is quite possibly the, the, one, the, one of the biggest handcrafted dungeons in all of gaming. But we'll get to that soon enough. You stand at the eastern edge of Fogmore Forest. Just west of the fortified town of Ashlyre. Long swirling bands of mist roll slowly out of the cursed wood and curl around your feet before melding into the blanket of fog that swallows up the nearby hills. The forest seems to be almost alive, although you can see nothing moving beneath the watering shadowy trees, you feel as if the cold stares of a thousand pairs of eyes are fixed on you. Exploring, only thin, sickly strands of light penetrate this part of the cursed wood. An ankle-high blanket of thick grey fog swirls across the soft, uneven ground. Now and again, far off through the shadowy, decaying trees, the haunting cry of some strange bird breaks the eerie silence. Exploring. Your exploration of Fogborough is interrupted by the sudden and unwelcome arrival of one of the Watting Woodland's nightmarish denizens. It's a Watting Wolf. Fighty, fighty, fight. 2xp. Your exploration of Fogbury is interrupted by the sudden and awoken arrival of three rotting corpses. They are also fought. The ghouls swipe at you with their deadly claws, but nevertheless they are slain. Take some loot and 4xp. You spend the next several minutes recovering from battle and checking over your equipment. At last, certain you are no longer in any intimate danger, you once again set off and resume your exploration of the Watting Forest. Suddenly. Now, whenever you get a suddenly, that means something exciting might happen. It's pretty much, it's the, stop, stop rushing through, pay attention now, something cool might just turn up. Trigger. Yeah, to stop you from accidentally clicking clicking through, through something unique and then being like, wait, oh no, I missed this, I missed this important thing, suddenly. Not far inside the eastern edge of the outer wood, while passing through an area that appears to have recently been ravaged by high winds, you happen upon a lone figure, seated Seated on a thick trunk of a toppled, decaying heart, the man, clad in a mottled green and brown tunic, wearing a broad-brimmed leather hat, suddenly turns towards you. His bright, sparkling eyes open, open as a look of recognition passes beneath his beaming face. You instantly recognise the man now hurriedly tossing what appears to be the remnants of a meagre meal into a cloth bag. Well, 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 this isn't quite a surprise, says Tallies, before leaping off the log and striding forward to meet you in a shoulder cross. I'm pleased to see you, of course, who I can't say with any degree of honesty that I'm pleased to see you here. In any event, how has we getting along with that piece I sold you? Tallies tells you that he's been on, on a short expedition through the outer wood, collecting various specimens of flora and fauna for a project he's recently undertaken. He offers only scant details about the endeavour, and you choose not to press him on the matter. The forest is crawling with those walking sticks, he says, his upper lip plainly displaying to the Spain, for you can only assume by the Otorok. As if a place already smoked by the hand of all that is wicked needed something else to crawl through its mists. If I didn't know, know, know any better than I do, 
I should consider myself remiss for not advising you to turn about and strike out for clearer skies and less perilous routes. For after all, you are the old blood soup. An old hand like myself can readily recognise when a warning will go unheeded. Yeah. Tally's tells you that he's already encountered seven Okorok-seamed storms, and he believes they may have, on two, he may have, on two separate occasions, caught sight of their elusive master, the renegade sorceress Coratel. You ask Tally how it is that he heard about events that took place in Ashley, and the master adventures smiles. To think, Zoop, that something could happen either east or west of the river that I wouldn't catch wind of, he says, smirking. I admit that these limbs don't command quite the range they once did, but I've had a good many trusted cohorts over the years, and they always see fit to fill my ears with all manner of news. And I must admit, the tales I heard of your endeavour part of that town did much to restore my faith in our profession. You speak at length with Tallies, and he seems genuinely interested in the details of her latest adventures. adventures. The master adventure listens without interruption to your accounts, nodding frequently and often asking you to repeat the finer points. At last, you're about, uh, at last, you're about to bid farewell to Tallies when he tells you something that immediately garners your attention. I have a small proposition for you, my friend. He says, waving away a wisp of fog that suddenly swirls across his face. It involves the retrieval of some pouches I've been seeking. Every reason to believe they are here, somewhere in this cursed wood. You ask Tallies about the patches and he, pouches, and he tells you he belonged to a friend of his, though they were stolen long ago. The thieves who stole the pouches fled into Fogbar, he says, waving his hand about at the mist-shrouded trees that surround you. It is believed that they never again emerge from this wood, and it is thus that I concur the notion the pouches have been found here. Somewhere. I mean, oh, dude, these are the... the uh, I think the, the, these thieves now win the gold... win the golden idiot award for world's stupidest thief. Tally seems reluctant to provide you with any intimate details. This say they're small, black, and sewn out of cloth. They have other unmistakable properties, he says. You're not likely to overlook one, so do you see. You tell Tallies you'll keep an eye out for his pouches as you explore the forest. He nods and swiftly digs his hand into a, into a pocket hidden away inside his tunic. I'm going to hold your word on that, he says, grinning, as he produces a leather pouch and hands the boat bulging object to you. Don't consider this a retainer for your services, mind. Consider it a gift from dear old me. What? Ooh, that's something nice. You open a pouch and are shocked to discover it contains 16 adventurer tokens. You thank Tally for the tokens, but he shakes his head and smiles. Never mind about any of that, he says, smirking as he dismisses your genuine sentiment. There are, to employ a much-used phrase, many more where those came from. Bring me the free pouches, Zoop, and I, shall, and I will gladly part with more of those. Alright, alright, I've got myself a quest. At last, Tally's bids you farewell, and wishes you luck on your exploration of Fogbar. He warns you to, he warns you to take... Warns you to take... To take care, I guess, and tells you never to stray any deeper than the outer woods. The forest doesn't let you wander where it will, as you might have gathered. It guards its deepest, deepest secrets quite carefully. And where those are to be found are places best avoided. You thank him for the advice and wish him well as the master adventurer turns and begins the long and arduous trek back to his trading post. Alright. That's uh, nothing of interest. Armoured scavenger. Well crafted club to sell. What's coming up? While exploring Fogbar Forest, the outer wood, you suddenly find yourself approaching the broad, forbidding mouth of a dark cave. Now, that, yeah, those are not really worth doing. So I'll skip those suddenly. 
While exploring the western portion of the outer wood, you encounter an old bent man hobbling along a well-worn trail. He leans heavily upon a stout oaken cane and looks up at you with a smile as you approach. The white-haired man, who by all appearances seems unfit to be wandering into cursed wood, shows you he's always ventured into the forest ever since he ever since he was a young lad. That finds you too, he says suddenly, his strange out-of-context statement catching your regard. They haven't yet approached you about rekindling the flame. They will. On that you have my solemn pro- promise. You ask the old man what he's speaking of, and he doesn't answer your question. The light, the light will yet shine from the top of Baywood, and it is now quite plain to me you will be the one to light it. You may need my help at the very end of things, and you may count on it. Before you can ask the old man what he means, he turns and wanders off, muttering to himself as he picks his way carefully over the uneven forest terrain that lies beneath the thick blanket of wallowing fog. Still puzzling over his words, he once again set off to resume your exploration. Okay. Oh, so I'll get some. He's hinting at some sort of thing I'll end up doing. Something about rekindling the flame, whatever that is. It's a slivering menace. Which is, like their Dolmore kin, Dolmore are an ancient race of tree beings, not commonly seen in Swift. While Dolmore, like their brethren, are recruited by nature, they are wicked and cruel, and despise humanity above all else. These tweens are very powerful, and normally encountered in groups. Dolmore have been known to ally itself with powerful creatures such as griffins, dragons, and giants. They will often serve these masters by protecting their lairs. Alright. I'm fighting an evil tree in the evil forest. The fierce Dobbuck swipes at you with one of its broad limbs. Not 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 really much as surprised as one of these here. Six XP Explore again. Suddenly And that's the what what could it be? While making your way through a walling sea of fog in the southwest east region of the outer woods, the sudden and terrifying sound of a rapidly beating pair of whack- massive wings make- makes your blood run cold. You look up through the haze of mist that hangs low in the trees, and are horrified to see a massive white-winged moth dropping down upon you. The moth, easily the size of a small dragon, Stretches wide its talon-tipped legs and frantically flutters its double-sector's wings as it prepares to take hold of you. Now, I just happen to have heard from certain people that the moth's lair has interesting things within. So I'll allow the moth to take hold of me. The six talon-tipped legs of the massive moth Take hold of you, and you in, in, immediately hoist it into the air, pinned tightly to the broad, leathery abdomen of your winged abductor. With its double set of white wings fluttering furiously, the giant moth lifts its increased bulk into the foggy heights of the forest. As the giant moth lifts you into the foul soil exposed, you are suddenly horrified at the sound of sight of a long stinger protruding from the rear of the creature's leathery abdomen. As you struggle, you struggle against the moth's powerful gasp as you desperately try to free yourself before the creature can deliver you a paralysing dose of its potent venom. And that's probably the better option. I mean, this could be a parasitoid sort of creature. In which case, oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, that would be really bad. Anyway, it's bonus of 56. 20 from might, 20 from body, 16 from woodmanship. Gotta get 75 or more. Success! You manage to position yourself just out of reach of the moss fearsome stinger. 
The creature tries repeatedly to inject it with this paralysing venom, but to no avail. Despite her having avoided the moss deliberating sting, you find yourself unable to break free of the mighty grip of your massive insect adopter. The moth flutters through the tops of trees, passing in and around in and about of swirling banks of fog that gather against the canopy of rotting branches that serve as a ceiling for the cursed wood. For several minutes, the creature's flight slows, and you spot, with great dismay, an immense network of web-like nests sprawling throughout the treetop. The moth drops in in you on drops in on top of one of the grey nest thrusters and deposits you through an opening. You stagger to your feet and gaze about your new surroundings. It takes you only a second to realise you're now in the cha- in a chamber, deep in the maze-like, tu- maze-like mesh of tunnels that make up this bustling moth's nest. The floors, walls and ceiling of the, mo- the moth nest are made of a sticky, grey, fibrous substance. The tunnels leading out this large and thankfully empty chamber is easily tall and wide enough for you to walk down without impediment. The sound of distant movement within the nest from all directions makes your skin crawl. Your mind fills with the nightmarish possibilities of what you might encounter in the moth nest. After checking over your equipment and carefully surveying your surroundings, you prepare to set off. Determined to find a way out of this perilous lair. Okay, you're standing in the chamber. Chamber you were dropped into are the massive moth that snatched you out of the forest. There is no longer any sign of the opening ceiling for which the giant insect abductor deposits you. Broad tunnels lead away from here in all directions. Okay, so this. Ooh! The tunnel through which you're moving suddenly comes alive. A swarm of massive caterpillars swiftly fills the passage. The large, fearsome group of insects moves towards you along the walls, floor and ceiling of the tunnel. It's the babies. Hold your ground and engage the caterpillar swarm. The cross. Alright, you hold your ground. As the first of the massive caterpillars bears down upon you, spitting sticky strands of green ooze in the air, I find a massive caterpillar. It spits a sticky green ooze at me. Oh, and the savage bite of, the, of my enemy tears into my flesh for 11, 12 damage, I mean. For 6 XP, you step back from the oozing carcass of the massive slain caterpillar. Immediately focus your attention on the west of the creatures. Alright, this is this this is two of seven. Alright, I'm just gonna wash through these. Alright, and here comes three of seven. Bash, 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 bash. Four of seven. Yep, once you see another six XP. Five of seven. Alright, and six of seven. And seven of seven. Six XP from that, and 32 XP for general for getting past this swarm. With the last of the caterpillars shuddering violently in the throes of death, you step back and admire your grim handiwork. The tunnel is littered with the oozing carcasses of the caterpillars you've slain. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again set off on your exploration of the giant moth nest. Alright, making my way... Ooh, it's another swarm. Fighting them. Yeah, there's a lot of these going on. Oh, this is two of six. Three of six. And that's half of this swarm down now. Four of six. Five. And here you are. The sixth and last of them. 
until I walk, bump, bump into another bundle that is. 32 XP. Now, ooh, there's some sort of question mark to the west. What could that be? Your exploration along the tunnel of the moth lair comes to a sudden halt as you stumble upon a gruesome discovery. Stuck to the wall of the passage, his decaying corpse encased in the sticky grey strands that make up much of the nest, the body of a young man. The deceased man is clad in soft leather armour, his face blue sunken and walking. There's an unmistakable expression of horror. Yes, alright. Parasitoids. Now, I'm not going to tell you what they are. Uh, look them up if you're brave, is all I'm going to say. Next to the body, lying against the wall, is a leather. I never sat. Overcome with curiosity, you flow back the flap, close the body opening, and peer inside. The bottom of the bag, you discover two pieces of wolf, wolf poke. Pope that have been crafted into a pair of crude boots. Clumps of grey and black fur sprout off in the pelt of sprouts off the pelt in various spots. Intrigued by the strange piece of attire, you pick up the boots and decide to take them with you. Alright, tattered wolf pelt boots. Alright, one standover point, they require fifteen spirit. These tattered pieces of wolf pelt, covered with clumps of grey and black fur, have been crafted into a pair of wogged boots. You discover the curious piece of attire in a leather bag near the remains of a dead, dead adventure, in the lair of a giant moth deep in Vogborough Forest. The moment you remove the tight hide boots from the bottom sack, your eyes fall upon an object that has lain hidden beneath them. Resting at the very bottom of the bag is a small block of wood. You pick up the foot-long block of wood and immediately take notice of the elaborate engravings that adorn its sides. One side of the block bears three square impressions. Holding the block in a distance, you're able to discern the engravings depict the hideous, leering face of a block goblin. You suddenly realise the curious item Grasping your hands is a goblin totem block, aware, powerful, and an ancient magical device of goblindom. What is it, though? In the lore book, it says, These small blocks of wood, usually no longer than about a foot, will bear a certain number of square impressions on one of their sides. If all of the tones block, block's impressions are filled with goblin totems, the power contained within the block will be bestowed upon its possessor. Power that the block bestows upon its bearer depends upon which totems have been set into the impressions. Okay, what's it? And now looking at the item itself, this foot-long block of engraved oak is a goblin totem block. Three square impressions are set into one of the sides of the block. If all three of the impressions are filled with goblin totems, the block will bestow a magical enchantment upon its bearer. You may examine the totem block in any safe location. Yes, and I'll do that. I'll do that at some later time. When I've got some goblin totems to put in it, anyway. Realise that if you're able to find three goblin totems to fit into the impressions on the block, the magic longer blow imbued into this artefact will be released. Later, having discovered such a rare object, you tuck the totem block safely in amongst your other belongings. To pausing to pay your silent respects to the adventure, those trials came to a tragic end in this very spot. You once again resume your exploration of the moth's lair. Oh, it's another caterpillar swarm. Uh, okay, now, now all I want to do is get out of here. So, how I think... I'm just going to pause it until I find a way out. Okay. Okay, I had to fight about a dozen more swarms of those caterpillars, but I finally found an exit. So from now on, I'm going to not try to not get captured by that moth. Because it takes too long to get out. 
A long, wide tear in the grey, sticky, fibrous wall of the moth nest provides you with a much-needed breath of fresh, a bright, foggy air. You peer out through the gash in the wall top and note you could easily climb down the trunk of a nearby tree to escape this lair. Climb out of the opening and leave the nest. You step out through the tear in the nest and wrap your arms around the trunk of the mighty heartwood to which this end of the lair is attached. Great care, you begin a slow and cautious descent to the fog-shrouded forest below. To only a few minutes, you reach the forest floor and breathe a sigh of relief. Thankful for escape the moth den with your life. You check over your gear and carefully survey your surroundings before once again setting off through the wood. Explore once more. It's a black corn beetle. Slashy, slashy, slashy. No, wait, no, bashy, bashy, bashy. No more slashing. It's a blood thief. These large, black, flying, wasp-like insects, the third of the size of a human, are aggressive and deadly predators. Blood thieves seek to suck the blood of their foes after injecting them with a paralyzing venom capable of immobilizing man-sized prey. Now and again, horrific tales involving massive swarms of these vast, sweet creatures are heard. Only those those fortunate to witness such a fearful spectacle and truly appreciate the sheer terror this encounter inspires. Okay, you're, you're too big. Stop being so big. Things that suck blood should be small. They should be small. So they don't take all the blood. Only a little blood. If you just take a little blood, I'll be okay. But you're big. You're taking a lot of blood. And I need my blood. I need most of my blood. I can spare a little, but not a lot. So I have to fight you now. The hideous, hovering blood free thrust its snark. Sharp pointed snout at you. Pain whacks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins. Oh dear, that's that's not fun. I've slain this foe for five XP. Uh a bit more. Suddenly Not not far from the eastern edge of the woods you discover a circle of stones. The collection of head sized rocks forms a wing around the broad, flat, moss covered slab of stone. The mist that scrolls across the forest floor becomes at times thick enough to obscure all the stones. A close examination of the stone slab reveals the word Bellwood is engraved upon its surface. Okay, and uh, what's the next mysterious circle? Oh, something about Bellwood is important. While making your way through the rolling bank of thick fog, you are suddenly taken aback by the appearance of a strange greenish glow emanating from the surrounding mist. You cautiously approach the glow and discover its source. Hovering inches above the rotting foliage that covers the forest floor is the glowing apparition of an old bearded man. You stop in front of the spectral figure and watch with growing fascination in which the old man turns in your direction and speaks in a low tone. My heir, find my heir. The flame of Castle Balewood must burn again. Without warning, the apparition flickers and then vanishes. Believe that the image of the skeleton of the old man was not a ghost, but a magical message, which you have little idea how long ago it was created. As you once again set off through the fog, you'll find your thoughts returning to the words passed you by the image of the old man. My heir, the flame of Castle Balewood must burn again. Okay. I'm definitely going to be doing something there. Explore once more. Just just a regular backbone skeleton. Nothing worth noting. Explore. It's a dark cave. You can ignore that. Suddenly. Less than a mile inside the eastern edge of the cursed forest. 
narrow, stony, mist-filled hollows, you stumble upon an unnerving scene. So north of where you now stand, rising out of the mist of several fog-filled hollows, is the half-completed shell of a grand, towering wooden stone structure. A vast legion of Otorok tore silently all around the structure, moving heavy timbers and large blocks of cut stone into place, using little more than the sheer strength afforded by their numbers. Little doubt you are witnessing the construction of the woodland fortress of the renegade sorceress Coratel. Realising the danger you are in by lingering so close to so many Ogorok, you quickly and quietly slip off into the forest to resume your exploration. I've made note of this place, a rising fortress, and I can return to it at any time. But I, I'm not going to. It's it, it's the very centre of the enemy, and I'm not going there unless I have a really good reason. And something to help even the odds. So I'm not going there yet. Explore once more. So try a jaw, just to cut the bug. Uh, 15 gold. Oozing beetle. Explore. A lone Otorok strides into view out of the fog ahead and appears to suddenly stop. The strange being's head swivels from side to side and appears to carefully survey the area. No doubt this Otorok is one of Coratel's scouts that now frequently patrol the cursed wood. Haven't yet been spotted. Attack the lone Otorok scout. You slip forward through the scrolling mists and launch, launch a sudden and and a ferocious assault on the Otorok scout. The slender, human-sized being of wood and iron swiftly counters your attack. Alright, it, it scaled itself to plus eight, but it is slain. Six XP. You step back from the remains of the slain Ultrox sound and spend a few moments catching your breath. The sounds of your brutal fight against the minion of Coratel were replaced by the eerie, echoing noises that echo that pervade this rotting domain of mist and shadow. When at last you're ready, you once again set off and resume your exploration of this cursed wood. Explore now. So try your once more. Explore. Jade Fang Hunter Ants. Oh dear. Explore again. It's a what snail. At least this isn't a shadow what snail. 2xp. Explore some more. You exploit. Oh. Watching Denson. Uh, I'll ignore the. It was another low note. I can't ignore that one. Suddenly. You're passing through a particularly thick section of the rotting cursed wood. Then you come suddenly upon aware of something moving off to your right. You turn and glance in the direction and shock to find the sight that greets your eyes. Dirt, leaves, sticks, stones and innumerable bits of debris from the forest door are swirling about in a frenzy, despite the lack of wind beneath the trees. You watch in amazement as the as the whirling mass so it transforms into a towering, broad-shouldered, humanoid constructed entirely out of the rotted matter, swept up from the ground. The massive being, its head a collection of bark and bone, turns and starts slowly towards you. As the towering creature draws close, you know with great dismay that long, jagged, dagger-like claws and jagged rock are swiftly emerging from the bundles of rotting vegetation that serve as its fists. Hold my ground and gaze at the strange creature. The towering, broad-shouldered humanoid figure, formed out of rotting vegetation and all debris that litters the rotting floor, forest floor, steps forward and attacks, swiping out at you with its, with its stone-clawed hands. This ancient guardian of Fogbra, now twisted into a creature of evil by the dark curse that hangs over the forest, Assails you with unnerving speed and ferocity. Begin combat! The 
tally for his gun, swipes at me with his stone-clawed fists. The, the enemy slashes through the, the de my defences with a devastating blow of the 26 damage. And I'm still fighting it. Ooh, it's pretty tough, but it is slain. 6 XP combat and 16 XP to general without a sound. The towering frost guardian collapses into a heap of earth and rotting vegetation on the misty ground at your feet. Having no desire to linger here, lest any more of the strange creatures should suddenly appear, you quickly set off on your way through the cursed wood. Explore now. Nothing of interest. There's O to start again. Smashy, smashy, smash, 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 smash. 6 XP for doing that one. An oozing beetle. Yeah, there's lots of things going on here. It's Dormok. Fight that one. Pick up some loot. What now? It's a Blackbone Skeleton once again. But once again it is slain. 2xp, 1 gold. Suddenly. Your exploration of the more open air of the northern outer wood is brought to a sudden halt when you encounter a lone cave goblin making his way through the forest. The fierce looking spear wielding creature clad in a, in a jagged leather vest and toting a cloth sack is startled by your appearance. Out of the mist is quick to beg your leave to pass on scale. The goblin, speaking in largely broken sentences, tells you that he's simply passing through the wood, seeking better hunting to the south, so he might find enough game to ward off the starvation that threatens his small clan. A fateful decision. You, you inexplicably feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. So I can use divination or woodmanship to... Investigate the goblin. Or I can now the goblin to pa pass, or I could just tap the goblin. What's woodmanship turn up? Ooh, you've unsuccessfully used used it. You're unable to determine anything from further with regard to what the goblin has told you. We're uncertain as to what this creature's true intentions might be. Oh, allow the goblin to pass. Okay. Sixteen XP is a general. The goblin bows before you and thanks you for allowing him to pass. You sense with little difficulty the goblin, though a creature whom the perils of wars is not a foreign, is extremely fearful of something. Before he passes out of sight into the mist, the goblin turns and again bows. Tagwislan will not forget, he says, before again turning and moving off into the fog. Content your decision will allow the lone goblin hunter to carry on about his business, you promptly resume your exploration of the forest. Explore more. Get another Jade Fang Hunterman this time. It is slain. Explore more. It's a moss covered skeleton. But it is slain. Nothing this time. It's a Hyvor Beetle. Slain in one hit. Uh, I, took, I took some loot as well. Suddenly. You're just over a mile into the eastern edge of Fogbar when you encounter a group of four travellers hastily making their way, way south into a particularly treacherous region of the cursed wood. The travellers, three, three men and a woman, woman are overjoyed upon catching sight of you and rush forward, begging you to lead them out of the forest. The woman, named Juanella, tells you that they fled into the forest two days ago when their guarded caravan was attacked by strange wooden creatures on the road east of Thogbar. Immediately realised that the wooden creatures described in horrific terms by Donella could only be Otawak. We from the faces of the four travellers playing the elephant, we have told them you will lead them safely to the edge of the woods. Just gonna heal first. 
It is at the very moment a sound from the west captures your attention and serves to turn your gaze upon something that is about to make your impending endeavour a bit more challenging. Moving through the thick fog shroud undergrowth, stepping steadily towards you and the four towers now near your charge, is a band of five Otorok. The travellers begin to panic as their eyes fall upon the wooden iron beings that destroyed their guarded caravan only two days ago, with a commanding voice to instruct them to head east, pointing the way through the misty wood, while your gaze remains fixed on the approaching minions of Coratel. Without delay, the four travellers hurry off in the direction you indicated, leaving you alone in the path of the Ultarok. Suddenly, the five Okorok halt and begin to examine the ground, realise this may be your chance to lead the cavalers safely, whilst keeping ahead of your enemies. Attempt to say I could attempt to stay ahead of the Okorok, or I could hold my ground and face the Okorok band. I'm going to attempt to stay ahead of them. Believing that your best chance to get the lost travellers out of the forest and to safely is to, send to safely and to safety is to avoid combat and keep ahead of the Otorok. Immediately set off to do just that. You quickly overtake travellers and begin a hasty and lengthy trek out the cursed wood, putting all the while you be able to outdistance your sinister, silent pursuers. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 56. 16 from woodmanship, 10 from agility, 10 from mind, 10 from body, 10 from spirit, got to get 75 or more. Success! 16 XP to general. The first leg of your trek out of Fogbrook proceeds with that instance. You stay well ahead of the Ultorock that continue to diligently pursue you. With the band of Ultorock still in pursuit, you bravely don't pray your weeks the eastern edge of the wood before you're overtaken by the fearless minions of Corotel. Same check again. Success! 16 XP. The second leg of your trek out of Fogbor proceeds without incident. You're able to stay ahead of the Ultorok that continue to diligently pursue you. The band of Ultorok still in pursuit. You bravely lead on, praying you'll reach the eastern edge of the wood before you're overtaken by the fearless minions of Coratel. Same again. Success! 16 XP. The third leg of your trek out of Fogbor proceeds without incidents. You're able to stay well ahead of the Ultorok that continue to diligently pursue me. With the band of Ultorok, so pursuit you bravely lead on, praying you'll reach the eastern edge of the woods before you're overtaken. Pick the check again. Success! 16 XP. The fourth leg of your trek out of Fogbar continues. Proceed with that instance as you're able to stay well ahead of the Ultorok that continue to diligently pursue me. Alright, same check again. Oh dear. Despite having made great progress, you're overtaken by the band of a pursuing Ultrawok. All of the silent, fearsome minions of Kurato have joined in a chase. Now it's a group of no less than 12 Ultrawok that now confront you. You shout for the others, continue to the east, or attempt to waylay the deadly beings of wood and iron. The four travellers crash through the forest, moving east as fast as their weary legs will allow. You boldly step forward and confront the first of the Okorokt. Here we are. Going to fight it. And it adapted to 11. This one's slain. You step back from the shattered remains of the Stadoes, where immediately find yourself set upon by the other of the fearsome wooden beings. Alright, I've slain that one. As Yotorok crumbles the mist-blanketed floor at your feet, you turn and dash off three, swiftly overtaking your four fleeing charges. The sound, the sound of Yotorok move through the undergrowth to the west as they resume their, su- resume, their su- resume their support, reaches your ears and spurs you on. You know, you vow you will lead these four people to safety. They are same check again. Failure. Oh dear. Alright, I'm fighting Otorok again. 
I fight these. I fight these. Alright. Fearless minions of Coratel. Success 16 XP. 128 experience to general, 128 experience to woodmanship. At last, much to relief as well as that of your four charges, you emerge from the fogbound forest onto the mist-covered plain that borders the forest to the east. There is no longer any sign of the pursuing Oduwak, and you are thankful not to be forced to accept the grim task of engaging them. Travellers thank you for having saved them from the perils of the forest and introduced themselves to you. You politely return their introductions and promptly set off and are promptly met with a series of shoulder crosses. The, lo the low woman among the four travellers you've rescued, Dundiva, hands you a tasseled piece of wood pelt that has been carved into a belt. Patches of grey and black fur cover the crude piece of attire. It's a tattered wolf pelt belt. Please don't consider this a gift. I found this tied to a tree limb when we first plunged into the wood. I'm sure it's of little use, use to you, but perhaps it can serve as a reminder of your heroic deed. Thank you, Sue. What? Okay, let's. What's the art? What's this say? One standard point. This tattered wolf belt covered with clumps of grey and black fur has been crafted into a crude belt. It was given to you by Donleda, one of the four lost. Travellers you rescue from the perils of Fogborough Forest. Okay. You see the four travellers safely to Ashley. And after recovering for a time in the same storm, the Times Only Tavern once again begin prepare to resume your exploration of Fogborough. Explore. It's a blood thief. Don't take my blood, I need my blood. As I said before. 5 XP. Explore once more. Ooh. You watch in horror as the staggering figure of a headless man peers out of the mist and begins lurking in your direction. The headless man's clothing tangs in tatters on his emancipated flame. Frame. The overpowering sense of decay fills the foggy air as the hobbling undead menace staggers towards you. Gaze. The headless undead being. The undead, the headless undead at horror, staggers into melee range and swipes at you with its long claw-tipped fangs. It's a headless stalker. The hideous undead creature wakes at you with its jagged claws. But it is slain. 5 XP, 11 gold. And, yep, we're recover from that one. Alright, keep exploring. Lurching skeleton, that's no particular interest. Pick up some loot. Suddenly, near an area marked by moss-coloured trees and spongy grounds, you come across the remains of a campfire, with charred elements of a small fire, and unmistakable signs of recent occupation lead you to believe the site was in use within the last few days. The edge of the site, you discover... Evidence that suggests violence was visited upon the camp. A small spattering of blood speckles a flat rock at the edge of the small camp, and much to horror you discover a severed finger lying amidst the watching vegetation at the base of the stone. The finger appears to have been smashed with a blunt, heavy instrument. But 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 cut clean from that but but cut but cut clean from the hand it once adorned by a sharp blade. The severed gidget has begun to decay. Little doubt that a fierce struggle took place here. You can although you cannot tell who was involved in the melee. A quick search of the campsite reveals no further findings, and you're about to set off on your way when you suddenly catch sight of something hanging from the moss draped branch of a leaning tree. You step forward and behold the tattered wolf dangling from, from the limb. An inspection of the skin reveals it to be a pair of wolf pelts. The tagged pelts, which bear random patches of grey and black fur, have been crafted into a pair of crude sleeves. Sorry to say, the strains. 
Is fined with you. Tattered wolf pelt sleeves. Two stanima points. These tattered pieces of wood pelt, covered with clumps of grey and black fur, and crafted into a pair of crude sleeves, discovered this curious piece of attire in an abandoned campsite in the Falkborough Forest. Last, having exhausted your exploration of the campsite, turn and set off with the fog shrouded wood. It's still, it's another one of those caves. Nope, not gonna do that. Ignore the cave. Explore again. It's a black bone skeleton once more. And once more it is slain. Yes, nothing that time. So try jaw. Slain. Explore once more. Suddenly. While fighting your way through a tangled section of the outer wood, you're startled by a bright glow stabbing through the fog just ahead. Instinctively, you draw to a halt and assume a defensive stance as a close the apparition of a woed hooded figure floats slowly out of the misty gloom. This, the phantom figure, clutches a glowing staff in its gloved hands. Go back to the realm of the living! This is the phantom, its thin, wavering voice, like sighing in the wind. The lord of this world does not look kindly upon wanderers in its domain. You are not welcome here. Before you can attempt to answer the question of Anton, the ghostly figure surges towards you, his staff poised to strike, hold by ground and engage the phantom. The robed, hooded phantom makes no sound. Surges forward, brandishing a spectral glowing staff. I fight the phantom servant. It's got a lot of stamina. The glusty phantom strikes at you with glowing staff. I'm bashing it, bashing, bash, 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 bash. Oh, got into battle rage, and now it is slain. 25 XP. The phantom's blood-curling squeak echoes off the fog-shrouded trees. The ghostly being slumps to the ground. You expect to defeat his phantom soul, so you're taken aback. When the gruesome undead being figure rises to stand before you. Without warning, the phantom waves its left hand, and a fog-shrouded door appears out of the swirling mist. The ghostly figure turns and opens the door, revealing a fathomless void. Strength and cunning will not serve you in this place, the spectral being hisses. Go back to the realm of the living. With that, the phantom steps through the doorway, instantly swallowed up by the darkness beyond. Okay. I'm going to step through the strange doorway. You step through the fog-shrouded doorway and immediately plummet into the darkness. You land with a dull thud, flat on your back, on an unforgiving surface. To painfully regaining your breath, you stagger to your feet and employ your trusted light source as you survey your new surroundings. The glow from your light splashes off the stone blocks, make up the walls of the dark hole on which you're standing. In various places, elaborate scenes have been engraved upon the blocks. You study the scenes for several minutes and come to the settling conclusion you've fallen into an ancient tomb. An uneasy feeling descends upon you as you set about the grim task of finding a way out of this shadowy lair. Alright, I'm in a dungeon now. You're standing at the spot in which you first landed in the ancient tomb. The glow from your light splashes off the walls of this dark, damp corridor, revealing elaborate scenes that have been engraved upon the stone blocks. With growing trepidation, your eyes glaze into the doom of the passage ahead. Gloom of the passage ahead. Everywhere through every sense alert, you cautiously make your way through the shadowy passage. Misty tomb. Alright, going down a passage in the southwest. Nothing. Nothing there, in the middle, and climb out, 
But I think there's another thing to investigate here in the northeast. You step into a large square room just off the main tomb's corridor. Immediately recognise the space to be a crypt's burial chamber. A large, ornately carved sarcophagus. Something's going to come to life. The final resting place for whoever who was entombed here long ago. The stone lid of the sarcophagus has been slid to one side, and the cavity hidden beneath its bulk, which once held a corpse, is now empty. A faint fist, followed by the unmistakable sound of ragged breath, sends your heart racing. You turn to find a staggering, decaying figure stalking towards you out of the thick gloom that clings to the far side of the chamber. An overpowering sense of decay fills the room, suddenly overcome by a paralysing sense of dread. The shadowy, lurching figure, clad in the tattered remnants of his once-refined attire, steps slowly into your pool of light. The gruesome figure, its arms, head and torso, riddled with missing chunks of decayed flesh, staggers forward and points an accusatory finger at you. You're not welcome here, he rasps. My eternal rest of me, granted to me by the lord of this wood, is not to be disturbed. Go forth from here at once, lest you wish to learn. What is my name? Zibwadil is still whispered in fear within the wood. You sense beyond the shadow of any doubt your presence of a powerful undead being. Oh dear, that means I have to fight it. Engage Zibwadil. Zibwadil staggers forward and attacks, swiping out at you with long blackened for a claw. I fight Zibudul of Fogbar. Zibudul staggers forward and swipes to his decaying hand. Oh, he can heal himself. That's not very nice. Well, in fact, it is nice. It's 8 experience, 64 experience as well. A low glow, groan escapes Zibudul's rotting lips as the undead being slumps to the floor. While struggling to catch your breath, you stare down at the brutalised remains of Zibwadil, and an easy feeling suddenly takes hold of you. And at that precise moment, you catch sight of something that sends a shudder racing through you. Zibwadil's corpse is twitching. You step back and watch in heart as Zibwadil swiftly rises. The powerful undead being fixes his chilling gaze on you before turning and promptly dissolving into the gloom of the far wall. Hopefully you scan the shadows for any silence of but find none. Zibudor Hofogbara has vanished. A quick but thorough search of the burial chamber turns up a large number of items. Though many are advanced state of decay and have no services. Despite the overall poor condition of the objects in the room, you managed to find some of the following. Here's a loot drop. Just take what I can. And also 15 gold. Confident you haven't overlooked anything here. Make your way out of the chamber. Prepare to resume your exploration of the crypt. Okay. Who is a prowling skeleton? Alright, making my way out. Climb out and keep exploring. Okay, we've reached. We're getting close to an hour to the hour marker now. Nothing turned up that time. So another low note to work scout. Fight, 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 fight. Alright, explore again. Black bone skeleton. Explore again. Explore again. Explore once more. It's a watting wolf. Explore. Nothing that time. Explore. Carnage crawler. I have some bad times with those. Explore again. Explore again. 
Keep exploring. Keep exploring. Suddenly. Finally. Oh, it's that, it's that phantom again. Just up here first. Hold your ground and engage the phantom. The phantom servant. Which has way too much stamina points. It's just so tough. So tough. And it is slain. 25 experience. And a doorway appears. Go for it. Gotta find my way out. Exploring southeast corner. It's another sarcophagus. And oh, surprise, surprise. A faint hiss followed by the chilling, unremarkable sound of ragged breaths and your heart racing. You turn to find the staggering, decayed figure. Stalking towards you out of the thick gloom that clings to the far side of the chamber. An overpowering sense of decay fills the womb. And you're suddenly overcome by an paralyzing sense of dread. The shadowy lurching figure, clad in the tattered remnants of its once refined attire, steps slowly into the, your pool of light. The wag-clad figure. The sparse remains of a black beard clinging to its rotten chin, grins of toothless grin as he takes us, a threatening step in your direction. Leave, hisses. You will find only death. Here, I, Moloxar. To death here, defiler. I, Moloxar, so see you to your end. You sense beyond the shadow of any doubt the presence of a powerful undead being, which means I fight it. Moloxor staggers forward and attacks, swiping at you with his long, blackened claws. Moloxor staggers forward and swipes at you with his decaying hand. Oh, and he healed himself. He keeps healing himself. It's difficult. Oh, I went into battle wage, and now he is slain. Seven, combat experience, 32, general experience. The low ground escapes Molotov's rotting lips as the undead being slurps to the floor. Yo, you're struggling to catch your breath. You stare down at the brutalized remains of Moloxar. Not an uneasy feeling suddenly takes hold of you. It's that precise moment when you catch sight of something that sends a shudder, shudder racing for you. Moloxar's corpse is twitching. You step back and watch in horror as Moloxar swiftly rises. The powerful, wizened, undead being fixes his chilling gaze on you before turning and promptly dissolving into the gloom against the far wall. You hurriedly scan the shadows for any sign of Moloxar but find none. Moloxar the vanquished has vanished. In the wake of Moloxar's sudden disappearance, you take note of a small object resting on the floor of the bell chamber, only a few feet from the opus of Archives. You scoop down to examine the item and discover it's a black, fat, black cough pouch. The pouch shows no sign of wear or age, seemingly suffered no ill effects from the dark environment of this ancient tomb. You cautiously pick up the pouch, surprised to find that despite its pronounced weight, Nearly a pound, it's rounded and it's rounded shape. The small black bag is is empty. Heavy but empty black pouch view. This curious black pouch, which you discovered in a musty tomb in Fogball Forest, appears at first glance to be filled with something. In fact In fact the pouch nearly weighs a pound, but still has zero encumbrance because it's a quest item. Oddly enough, however, the pouch is empty. You clearly recall Callie's description of the three pouches he believed to have been lost somewhere in Fogwa. All but certain this is one of the lost trio. After taking a trek, taking a moment to tuck away the curious item amongst your other belongings, decide to search the west of the chamber. Yeah, and there's a bit of loot. Just take what I can. Oh, I'm, I'm, hmm, hmm, 
Alright, I'll take Tuxum's staff. It's a staggering corpse. Now I'm going to make my way out of this tomb. Uh, then we'll stop for now. Uh, I'm stopping because now there is no limit to how much time you can spend exploring exploring these places. You could do it for hours upon hours on end. And in the case of Fogbrower, there's quite an incentive to do that because there's a lot of stuff to find. But for now, we're going to stop for a bit. Farewell, fellow adventurers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.